Please do join in on the conversation as an A-teamer, um, especially if you are a person with disability or a person um, who's looking after a family member, a friend, a colleague with disability. And let us know what some of your challenges are when it comes to accessibility in public areas, malls, parks, uh, cinemas, um, government buildings, whatever it may be. How accessible are these for you? Do you find that there's ease of, um, you know, traveling and getting to places or are there still challenges that are not being addressed? 011-714-2006. That's where you can interact. Ask your questions, give your comments. Um, Also send uh, WhatsApps to 0614-104107 and SMS to 41391. Alan, thank you very much for joining us. Ellen, are you there? Yes, I'm there. Excellent. Thank uh, you very much for joining us. Good evening. Thank you very much for having me on the show. A-teamers, Alan Downey is the founder and executive director of Disability Info South Africa. And tonight we are talking about accessibility. Now, accessibility is a quite a, a contentious issue for people with disabilities in South Africa. I think it's one that is not being addressed head on and not much initiative is being taken, but that's from my point of view. What are the current, what is the current situation on the ground as it stands, Alan? Um, yeah, I agree with you a hundred percent. Although there's a lot of organizations and companies that are trying to assist with um creating awareness for issues around disability. Um, we seem to be hitting against a, a brick wall when it comes to enforcing the, the regulations and the policies that have been put in place to try to create more accessible, inclusive environments. And so places are still being built uh, inaccessibly um, and transport services are still um, also not accessible, public transport services. So it makes for very, uh, a very difficult situation for persons with disabilities. Um, got a situation where I just saw the Department of Basic Education says there's over 489,000 children uh, with disabilities that aren't in school. Sure. And a lot of that's to do with uh, accessibility, whether it's been transport or accessibility of schools and so on. Yeah. So the numbers are really dire. And according to our constitution, I mean, everyone is equal before the law and has the right to equal protection and benefit of the law. And equality also includes, uh, you know, accessibility and freedom, right to freedom, right to to being able to get into areas. But my question is always around public areas. Firstly, before we go into privately owned malls and such, but the, the, the public areas, they themselves are not easily accessible. So how should we be addressing this? Well, I think, I think they need to, number one, people need to, that are designing these areas and, and, and building them, that at the end of the day, disability can happen to anyone and uh, at any time. And if you just put yourself in 
shoes of somebody with a disability, um, the pavements, uh, I live in Cape Town, and if I want to drive down the road, uh, the majority of the pavements are not accessible, which means these are all public, public areas, which means you're having to drive in the street, which is, at the end of the day, a health and safety issue. Um, because you're having to negotiate cars um, and because the pavements, uh, you might be able to get on a pavement here, but you can't get off on the other side or or there's um, they haven't built the pavement uh, excessively. So uh, that's just a small part of it. Um, but yeah, public transport's not generally not accessible at all. Uh, in, in most provinces, um, and so we've got an issue where, where a lot of people who catch taxis, for example, they won't stop for them because um, it takes longer for, say, a person, for example, in a wheelchair to uh, transfer into the taxi, and then they also want to charge them extra for their wheelchair. Um, so, you know, you've got an issue where where a lot of people with disabilities just don't go out because it's too risky or it's too expensive. Mm. It's risky and expensive and inaccessible. And are there any initiatives, I mean, that um, a government is making to ensure that at least um, those who are on wheelchairs are able to get onto pavements where it's safer um, and off the pavement as well, those on wheelchairs and those who are using walking sticks are able to enter in government and public areas, um, even into libraries. Um, there's, there's different, as I said, different regulations like the Sandstein 400 Part S that suggests how a, a building or a pavement must be built but unfortunately, there doesn't seem to be um, much enforcement when it comes to this. So you get certain areas that have tactile paving, for example, um, to assist people who are blind. Um, but then they might build a, a ramp too steep. Um, so there doesn't seem to be much, uh, if I want to say, common sense used. Um, and basically... The, the the architects and the builders that are that are doing these uh, these buildings they um, aren't consulting the right people that specialize in this type of work that that not just build or design ex, uh, to suit persons with disabilities but build to to suit everybody. Mm-hmm. Let's go to an ATMS voice note. Uh, good evening, Patricia and your guest. Uh, my request is about my neighbor. My neighbor turned blind uh, about three years ago, and he has taught himself to do some certain things like uh, walking to the nearby uh, spaza, uh, walking to the neighbor's houses, to visiting others close by to his house and he can cook for himself he can do everything for himself but he, he was saying I don't know where I can acquire 
a walking stick. A walking stick. He said that kind of a walking stick should be the sensitive. Say there is a car coming, this and that. Where can he acquire it from? Thank you. All right. Uh, Alan, um, what uh, do you know? Is he looking for a white cane uh, used by persons who are blind? To... Yes. Yes, okay, so there's a number of organizations and companies. Um, one of the companies, Edit Microsystems, um, the National Council for the Blind, also um, um, Blind SA might also be able to assist them. But they, they, otherwise, they're welcome to to contact me um, uh, at info at diazard.org.za and I can give them the contact details of those uh, companies and organizations. Uh, please repeat your email address. I also I didn't get it. At info at diazard.org.za Excellent. Simple as that. And for one who wants to buy it perhaps for for themselves, what is the cost of a, a walking stick? Uh, what kind? They differ in prices. Uh, I'm not 100% sure, but you get various types. So um, you get the fold-up ones and and various um, uh, various types uh, made from different materials. So they range um, quite a bit in price. Mm-hmm. Um, but but uh, we would put them onto the companies uh, or organisations, and then they could then uh, would then give them a quote um, on the type that they are looking for. Sure. So for those who can't afford one, then it becomes a mission, and that's where we need NGOs and the government to step in and make such available and have communities, have centres um, that will assist people. Tell us more about the free disability information portal um, that you are currently running since uh, at, at DISA since 2015. Yes, um, thank you. It started off as an information service, um, I found that um, there were still a lot of people that uh, weren't either um, able to spend a lot of time on the computer searching or, or didn't know how to do it. So I started um, developing it um, and also found that being able to talk to friends and other persons with disabilities over the years gave me a certain amount of knowledge that a lot of people don't have because they're not um, they're not in the circles, you know, mixing with other persons with disabilities that you can feed off other people's ideas and experience. Um, and then um, over time, um, I met up with um, uh, the other directors, and we we uh, registered a um, an NGO, uh, in a non-profit company, and then a um, we became an NPO, and um, we realized that it's not only important to supply information, but we realized that there were a lot of issues where places weren't accessible and there was still a lot of discrimination. So we we re- redesigned DASA to also include um, four pillars, which is our information desk, our yes-to-access platform, which... Uh, provides a platform for people to be able to log any complaints or any queries with, with regards to access and discrimination. 
and we would um, try and work to to deal with these complaints. Uh, then we also started an accessible cities platform where we work with various other organisations to try and create more awareness and and to try and um, uh, improve access um, in South Africa by working with various organisations and companies. Um, and then lastly, we've just started uh, recently a, a YouTube platform as well, where we've got a number of videos that we've uh, produced uh, to create awareness about um, issues of inaccessibility and also uh, to promote those companies and organizations that provide services um, to assist people with disabilities. Now, for a person who finds that uh, their right to equality and is being violated in a public space, um, maybe they don't have enough parking or there is no parking for people with disabilities or they cannot access a particular building or facility, is there a place where they can go and report? Yes, they can um, visit our website, um, uh, which is... Um, www.disabilityinfo.sa.ca.za uh, or in or www.daza.org.za um, and we've got a they'll see there's a yes to access um, a page and they can go on there and and uh, fill in one of the forms or they can also contact me uh, on the phone or via email and I'll um, guide them through the form that they can fill in um, just to give us a bit more information about what the problem is and then we will um, either work with other organizations if it's a, um, a big issue or we will con- try contact um, say if it was a place that was inaccessible we would contact them and speak to them about changing it and um, and if they um, need more information or assistance from the the experts that that deal with um, designing or changing places to become more accessible, we can put them in onto those um, companies and organisations. Mm. So the work that you do at Disability SA and at DISA is a really formidable work. It's work that we need to be advocating for and joining hands so that more and more people can get their rights adhered to, especially people with disabilities. Now, you talked earlier about education and how you know we need more accessibility f- into education. And I worry a lot about... Um, uh, those with disabilities living in the outskirts, in the rural areas, um, uh, far from the big cities, your Johannesburgs, your Durbans, your Cape Towns. How do they get access to education and where can they report if there are not enough schools catering for their disabilities in their areas? Well, I believe that that schools need to be inclusive. So there's a, there's a place for for schools that specialize in uh, assisting persons with disabilities. But I think they also, the, the, the schools need to become more inclusive um, with regards to, I believe that if, if children are educated together, um, 
children learn more about other children with disabilities. And they grow up uh, knowing how to, how to treat a, a child with a disability and thinking about them. So if, if, um, if I've got um, a family member who's got a disability um, and I start a, a restaurant, I'll make sure that that restaurant's accessible to that that family member or or that friend that's got a disability. And I believe that inclusive education helps children to become more aware of of other ch- children that that may have disabilities or that are slightly different to them. And and it just it just means that that people treat people better because they've grown up surrounded by, by children, other children that have disabilities. And, and so I believe that the schools, the first thing is schools should be more accessible. Um, and, and because everybody deserves the same level of, of education um, as the next person. So why are we segregating the schools and saying, Children with disabilities need to go to this school. Um, if you get injured and you, in your final years of school, uh, the chances are you you might not be able to finish your school in your current school because it's not accessible to you. So you need to change schools and go to a, a school that is accessible. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's just it's a, it's a huge disruption when when not only have you now lost your independence and and your ability to to move or to see or whatever it may be is now having to change schools uh you lose the friends that you had and so on so um the first thing they need to do is start making schools inclusive i believe and 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 start putting more emphasis on on education and accessibility because at the end of the day uh, you've got all these children that have got so much to give, um, and and they're not being educated. But are, are we close uh, to getting an all-inclusive um, education system? Are our teachers in the education system geared to cater for children who have various disabilities as well as those who may not have disabilities but may have learning difficulties? Are our teachers geared for that? Is the education department ready and willing to be able to make all schools accessible and equipped? Um, I don't think so at the moment. I mean, mm. as I said to you, there, there is a place for schools that specialise in in educating uh, children with uh, certain disabilities. And the thing is, you also want the child to get the best education as possible. So, so you don't get me wrong. Not not all schools. Um, can be inclusive to everybody because there's obviously certain uh, schools that specialise in certain um, ways of teaching and and so on. But what I'm saying is, if a school um, is not accessible um, and so the child can't go to that school, they might have the same level of education. Uh, in other words, be able to be taught by that school um, 
but because they're not accessible, um, uh, they lose out on that, that being able to go to that specific mm. school. And that's where I think there's, a, there's an issue. You know, not, I mean, special schools uh, have a place in the education system. Most definitely. Ellen, unfortunately, I'm going to have to uh, cut our conversation short due to time. But please just uh, one more time, give us your email address for our A-teamers. Okay, it's info at daza, D-I-S-A, dot org, dot Z-A. Thank you very much, Ellen, for sharing with us this evening. Have a good evening further. You too. Thanks very much for having me. It's 11 o'clock. A-teamers, let's go to the news with Greg Hose. Good evening, Greg.